the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is just added pick em scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn five and 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Contest starts this weekend, so make sure you enter. It's free. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash survivor. I'm just about that action, boss. We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Virginia here at your service. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. And uh, coming off of probably the one of the worst lockback be- bad beats, I'm sorry, one of the worst lockback beats I've ever had in my life. Patriots plus three. I, I just, I-, I have no words. I truly have no words. There was one thing, one thing that would have made sure. Well, technically two, but very, very highly unlikely of that one thing happening, and unfortunately, it did. And so we don't get the cover there. Did cash Rams plus 13, minus 13, though. Pleaser took the Rams up to 13. Cash that, never in doubt in that second half. Got my co-host with me, Scott Studio, right? Show Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. I uh, had a pretty decent week last week with the afternoon games. I know I won my lock. I went with the Cooper Cup uh, receiving yards route, which went well. Uh, I thought Stafford to throw for more touchdowns, but Cup did his thing. He was great. Also helped me cash a very nice, uh, what was it, $1,800 ticket. So I had a pretty good Sunday. Uh, worked out well with the player prop parlay. But either way, uh, looking forward to the games. Five games that are interesting. The overall card this week kind of looks disgusting. But there are a couple of games that might be intriguing. So hopefully we get some good action. Yeah, very much so. I I, I like the card. I think we have, I think we have a pretty decent card. And it, it, it's better than the one p.m. slate. The one p.m. slate looks uh, pretty awful, to be honest. I, so you know, Lions Ravens again. So, you know, it's a lot of people out there that are going around saying that they're struggling with this week seven. And I started looking through week seven 
And I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. Could be a bad thing, but I'm looking at week seven like, oh, we got a lot of opportunity here. I love the, I love this slate. I, I, I didn't mean in terms of, of betting. I meant in terms of as a fan. There's just a lot oh, of games that look really painful. On well, paper. as a fan, I'm a better. So that's, I mean, that's a fair point. I'm, I'm not a fan of the NFL. I'm only a fan of the Giants, but I do like betting. I am a fan of the NFL, unfortunately. All right. I mean, some. What's fun about this about doing in this slate of games for the course of the season is that we keep seeing some of the same teams, and the handicap never changes for some of them. Can't wait to get to that game, but we're gonna start here with the Arizona Cardinals on the road going to play the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks open up as a seven and a half point favorite. I've actually seen this line up at eight at one point. It's now down back at seven and a half. Forty four and a half is the total. Open up at forty six. Want to make a I case? mean, yeah, I'll make the case for the Cardinals. It works I, for week one. I mean, you faded Seattle at home with a division rival, and the Rams won outright. It's too many but. points. I think it's too many points for Seattle in a division rival. This isn't – Seattle doesn't – I mean, how many times do you really, like, see Seattle forecasted to blow teams out? If they blow anybody out, is somebody that they were probably a pick them against or a dog against? Like, that's the spots that you like playing Seattle. You don't really – when do you lay it over a touchdown with Geno Smith? Like I'm, I, I like Geno as much as the next guy, and I like this Seattle team. I think the defense is playing a little bit better. They're not as bad, but they're still pr- uh, pretty uh, at times, and it, it just feels disgusting to sit here and say that I'm taking Geno Smith as a seven point favorite like that that does that's the reason it doesn't make sense to me and how i talk myself in the cardinals is that josh dobb continues to look competent even though you know i thought that this team was dead in the water without james connor i thought that was a whole big part of their offense but they still found ways to keep themselves in the game with their defense against the rams until things kind of hit the fan in that second half but they were in they were in the game they were in the game majority of that game so I think this is maybe like this feels like kind of a letdown spot for Seattle. This just I just don't feel that comfortable with this many points in this Seattle team. I'm I'm gonna take Arizona plus seven and a half. So initially you're looking at the division rival angle, and I would agree with you, but through this Arizona, besides the one game against Dallas, has really been a lost cause since that game. They've gotten buried on a regular basis. And there was some conspiracy theory going on that the Cardinals were actively tanking in the second half of games after they were competitive in the first half. I kind of believe it because I watched the Rams game last week and the Cardinals were not doing anything the entire second half. I thought they potentially had a shot to win the game in the first half, and then they just got buried. So the Cardinals were 0-3 on the road. To go through their numbers on the road, uh, it's not good. They played Washington. That game was close, lost by 4. Played the Niners, lost by 19. Played the Bengals, lost by 14. That was at home. And they played the Rams and lost by 17. So they've lost each of the last three games post-Dallas win by 14-plus points. Seattle's off of a game they probably should have won against Cincinnati, but Geno was brutal in the red zone. They couldn't score in the end of these drives. I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. Uh, This might be Dobbs' last start. We're going to see if Kyler is actually healthy next week. It's officially been ruled uh, that Dobbs is going to start this game. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe an audition for him, for other teams, if they want to ship him. But I do think, look at this matchup, the Cardinals are bad. 
Just simply put, I think Seattle's going to be motivated at home. I would agree with you, and I would take the Cardinals if Seattle won that game against Cincinnati. But since they lost, I do think Seattle is definitely going to be motivated to bury a bottom feeder at home. I'm going Seattle. It's not going to be easy, but I do think they'll win this game by 10 to 13 points. I think the Cardinals are going to be competitive for a half. I don't mind Cardinals' first half spread. But this team is actively punting games in the second half. So I just can't back a team that looks like they are, I don't want to say intentionally losing, but I'm sure you've noticed it too. The Cardinals, it's like they forget everything that worked out well in the first 30 minutes, and they just go against it in the final 30, and they get buried in the second half all the time. I can't deal with that team getting points. So I'll take Seattle. But if you want to take the Cardinals, I wouldn't mind first half. Uh, I, I just can't trust Geno Smith with this amount of points. Geno Smith. I get it. I uh, mentioned the red zone. No, numbers. they were really no, bad. No, but I mean, I know, but I'm going to tell you some more numbers. And the numbers are that when Geno Smith is laying over three points, he's two and five ATS. And, you know, it's not, it's not pretty. I, I just can't trust Geno Smith in this spot. With And even though this is a solid team, this is a Cardinals team who has been, like I said, they've been competitive. Regardless of what you say, like they, yeah, they may have looked like they're throwing a lot of bunch of games and it looks really bad at the end of the game, but this team's been competitive. Yeah, I think a first half play is pretty solid, but I, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the one that's five and two and not the one that's two and five. And right now I'm getting a better value with Arizona plus seven and a half here. And plus, I don't really think anybody's betting Arizona in this spot. And is Seattle Seattle wins Seattle wins by three. They win by a field goal. This isn't a touchdown game. Okay. All right. Before we get into the well, no, I mean, we have the total under, here. I lean under. Yeah, yeah. I, I I lean under as well. This Arizona defense is really scrappy, and I think that's the only way that they kind of keep this close. That this is more of an ugly, low-scoring game. Give me a twenty to seventeen final score, Seattle. I have twenty-three ten in my opinion. so. All right. Before we get to the next game, the slate guy to talk to you about, second chance survivor. I don't think this is a survivor play. I don't think this should be a survivor play. I think this is one that sneaks people. That sneaks people. I the wouldn't arg- the argument for Seattle is there's no other spot that you can really be tempted to take them. From what I've seen from the pools, about 55% of people have Seattle. It's a ton of people. This just, but this just feels. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm giving the Cardinals too much credit. I could be, but I, I get it. This it's just feels like a, you're not a sleepy Seattle, but yeah, no. But this just feels like a sleepy spot where Seattle really like, like who? You have the Browns coming in on deck, like you. Yeah, you just took that L, but I could really see them. I could really see them sleepwalking here too, because it's the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have been trash, and you expect the Cardinals to be trash. It just feels like the Seahawks continuously play down the competition, like always play down the competition, and that's why I can't back them because they play down the competition, and Geno Smith doesn't cover as a as a favorite of over three. But if you are one of the fifty five percent. That's looking to back Seattle. Get into that second chance survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. We have a $3,000 prize here. Free to enter when you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Make sure you go in there. I'm very much considering uh, fading the Lions. The public, oh, public dogs have fleas and everybody loves the Lions. Scott, I did a, a TikTok and it got pulled, but now it's back. 
And one of the plays we gave out was the Lion. I mean, was the Rams, not Rams, the Ravens. I can't talk. So I got to ask an important follow-up question. Why did it get pulled? Did you play some music in it or something? No. So some hater, it was somebody that was hating and reported it for community guidelines. And we didn't break any community guidelines. They literally put it back up in 20 minutes. Like, I don't even know. And so it was like 50K views. It's 50K views on this thing. It's still going. As I said here, it's still getting views. To this day, I've still never downloaded TikTok. Oh, yeah. TikTok's. I, I, I was not on TikTok wave at first, but it's fun. I'm not going to lie. It's fun. NFL Gambling Podcast is also doing a review contest. That's us. Leave an Apple Podcast review with your favorite touchdown related bet. And the biggest winner will get a $50 SGPN gift card. Think Colts defense can score this week. Make sure you include your use, YouTube username in the review so we can contact you because if you don't, or, I mean, we'll just have this review and nobody to claim it. So make sure you leave your YouTube username. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Scorchers, 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers. You can get 100x payout. And for a limited time, only Underdogs is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. And 100K Sundays are still here. Continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. Make sure you sign up. Make sure you go play that and have a chance to win $10,000. I could use $10,000. I don't know if you could use $10,000. And if you couldn't use $10,000, make sure you go sign up, play the contest. And if you win $10,000, just give it to me and make it a charity donation. And I'll even give you a receipt so you can write off on your taxes and everything like that. So Fully deductible. Fully deductible. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right. Let's keep moving with the slate. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road going to play the Los Angeles Rams. Steelers open up as a minus two favorite. They are now a plus three road dog. 44 is the total. It's actually come up from 42 and a half. Surprising. Deontay Johnson is back this week. Big news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Line doesn't reflect reflect that. I mean, this, this is so easy, Scott. How do we fade Tomlin as a dog? I'm not. I, 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 I don't Ra- understand. I, I was going to say, I had the Rams in Survivor last week because it was the only spot I could use them. I don't think the Rams are a good football team. Like, they won the game comfortably by 17, but they really have not looked good for most of the year. Defensively, they took the youth approach where it's Aaron Donald and a bunch of young guys, and they're just trying to see if they can hold up. It's really a bend but don't break defense. They give up a ton of first downs on third down. They're not really good at getting off the field, but they limit some touchdowns, so they keep games somewhat close. But Tomlin, they're off a bye too, right? Yes, they're off a bye. They're off a bye after beating the Ravens. I mean, look, I don't think the Steelers are good either, but Tomlin finds a way, and I know McVay might be a little bit distracted because his wife is due anytime soon for a kid. So I'll see what happens there. He said he's not going to miss a game under any circumstances, so he's going to be on the (laughs) sidelines anyway. But I do think looking at this overall team, I don't think the Rams are three points better than the Steelers. Not to mention, you see the uh, black and gold travel very, very well, and we know the Rams don't have many home fans. So I'm going to go with the Steelers on the money line. It's a Tomlin special, but it does definitely help to get the Steelers nation, which travels very well, to travel to the Rams. It's going to be a home game. So give me the Steelers in uh, this spot. Breaking news. Mike Tomlin is 54-28-3 all-time as a dog, 37-23 and as a road dog, 19-9 and as a road dog of three points or less, 
And since 2020, he is six and one as a road dog of three or less, winning all six games outright. You mentioned I Deontay, mean, by the way. Fryermuth is probably going to play too. How do you fade this? How do you fade Tomlin as a dog? Like I just, I, I genuinely do not understand how you could possibly fade that. That is amazing. There, he always finds a way to get it done. They had to buy to. I, do I think the offense is going to be fixed? No, but I think they're going to be so much better with Deontay Johnson and having that consistent middle of the, you know, short to intermediate range wide receiver where you have Pickett who can take the top off of a defense. And yeah, if Fryer Muth is coming back as well, like. Uh, that's everything Pickett needs to spread the ball around and have options to go to and methodically take the offense down the field. Yes, Matt Canada sucks, but Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, Mike that's Tomlin. A, that's a Freudian slip there, but yeah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is is stronger. He's stronger. He sees, but I, I, I don't know how you can do it. I'm stuttering because I can't believe that people are actually out here taking the Rams minus three here. I, I have no idea how you can fade Tomlin as a dog in this. Spot. I think most this people so taking easy. the Rams are just scoreboard watching. They're like, oh, they won by 17 last week. Like I watched the game. They were not good. The Cardinals just. They're only good a first actively, half. I was going to say, they, only, they basically punted the second half. But Stafford overall has been not great. In fact, he's been pretty mediocre. I think he has six touchdowns, five picks, but he has a couple of really nice throws every game. They can't block anybody, and that's a problem because they have Watt and Highsmith, and I don't really trust the Rams' offensive line to hold up against this front. So, yeah, I'm with the Steelers, but I think I like the under as well. I mean, I'm not picking the Steelers to win a shootout, and the Rams' offense is Cup, who definitely helps. They don't have a running back because Williams got injured, and now they're going to use Zach Evans as their main starter I liked Evans in college. I'm not sure if he can actually play in the pros. We're going to find out. But the point is you have a bad offensive line, and you're using basically a preseason third or fourth string running back. I don't really think that's very threatening. So I like the under. Give me the Steelers winning a classic like Tomlin 17-16 game. Something disgusting, but they find a way to win. I think it's actually a little bit more points than that. I'd take the over 44. Uh, I think that this offense is going to move a little bit better. And with, you know, the time to prepare coming out of the bye, if there's ever one week that Canada gets it together, it's probably after the bye, after Tomlin lit him up for an entire week and he has a good week and then maybe he reverts back to where he is. But I have to assume Tomlin has plans, man. And like I said, he continues to find ways to cover in this spot. So I think that the offense is going to be a little bit better. I am concerned about those Rams wide receivers against this Pittsburgh DBs, but I think that Pittsburgh will be able to do enough on offense to be able to carry a lead. Give me a 27-20 final score for this one. Pittsburgh wins outright. Steelers scored 27. Steelers fans would have a parade if they scored 27 points. I think, But I think it's a defensive touchdown in there as well. So That, that really, I can get behind. That I like. Yeah, so, yeah. 27-20. I think they can get 20 points on offense. I just don't understand how people are fading Tomlin as a dog. Like, did you did they hear those stats? I, I just can't believe it. But what also what else I can't believe is how cheap these tickets are on game time. Oh man. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, I don't have to worry about trying to wake up 
at 10, 9 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever it is to try to go buy tickets as soon as they drop. I can just wait until they get on the game time app because I'm getting them for a cheap price. I'm getting them last minute. I don't have to worry. If I just woke up and decided I wanted to go to the game that morning, I can go to the game that evening because game time has the tickets ready for me. It's super great. Use that promo code CFBX and you can get $20 off your first purchase. And if you find tickets that are on the same section, the same row, for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Make sure you use that promo code CFBX for $20 off. Download the GameTime app, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research analytics platform. You can go in there, hey, research your parlays. I used it. I did use the parlay optimizer tool on my group parlay that I did drop that TikTok on. At really real seven five seven. If you want to go see that TikTok fifty k views strong and going, shout out to the haters. Look, it gave me some pretty good odds. My TikTok comments don't agree with me. They think that the Ravens are washed and they're about to get destroyed by the Lions. They also said that the Saints have zero shot against the Jags tonight. They're going to be gonna wrong. See, we're going to see about that uh, Jaguar Saints game. We're going to find out. Oh, I mean, you're going to find out. I already know. You're just waiting to see the result, but I already know what's going to happen because I have the script. And it was afforded to me because of all the data I got from Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start researching. Start winning with the Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Next game to slate. I mean... The Cardinals one made me think, and I'm and I'm kind of still kind of going back and forth. There is a small, small chance that I'll Benedict. Very zero chance that I'll Benedict in the Steelers game. And there's a zero chance that I'm Benedict here. Because Green Bay Packers are on the road. Oh. Going to the Denver Broncos. Broncos opened up as a minus three and a half point favorite. It's now minus one and a half for the Packers. 45 is the total. Come down a point and a half. Huh, people, every single week I have to come up here and tell you that no matter what's going on, no matter what the narrative is, no matter what the stats say, no matter what anything says, there's never a good time to bet Russ. Never. There's never a good time to bet Russ. And if you think there is, and you think, oh, this is the spot, Jordan Love's coming to town, he sucks, they're on the road, Russ is at home, they're going to figure it out, good luck. Good luck. I, I this I stand by this Broncos team is the worst team in the league. I don't care what anybody else says. This is the worst team in the league. They are absolutely horrible. There's no defense. They can't move the ball on offense. Special teams is trash. They can't do anything right. I mean, it, this is green. This could be what Green Bay did to the Bears earlier on this season. Like this could be pretty bad because Matt Lafleur coming off of a bye. And Aaron Jones coming back. They're getting healthy really on both sides of the ball. I think the only person that's projected to be out is the linebacker Campbell. But other than that, I mean, he's got Aaron Jones. He's got Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. There's there's too many options for this Denver defense. Aaron, Jordan Love's going to find a way to move the ball. I almost said Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Jordan Love is going to find a way to move the ball here. And again, it really doesn't matter anything I said because everything could be going and look right for the Broncos. And there's still not a good time to bet Russ. So, I mean, Green Bay minus one and a half. Lock it up. 
I'm going to go with Green Bay as well. I'm not going to spend much time on it. I like them off the bye. Uh, the rest advantage isn't as big compared to other matchups because the Broncos did play on Thursday. But in reality, you're looking at a spot where the Broncos are, as you said, a really bad team. Jordan Love has been bad recently, so you can make an argument that it's a battle of bad quarterbacks. But the Broncos are also 0-3 at home. So home field with the altitude has not meant the damn thing so far this season. But you're looking at the team potentially mutinying behind either Peyton or at Russ or all the above at this point. I want nothing to do with Denver. I'm with Green Bay. I like the fact they're healthier. Now, I do acknowledge Green Bay is not exactly a good team either, but they're still a tier system, and Green Mm -hmm. Bay is at least a tier above Denver. So I'll go with Green Bay. Going to be an ugly game. I'm going to lean to the under in this one. Because uh, I don't exactly trust the quarterback play, and I think 45 is a bit high. But I see Green Bay winning like 23 17. I think Denver hangs in there, but definitely loses. So I'll go with Green Bay. I mean, what did what did the Broncos trade for Sean Payton? <laughs> they have a first round pick. I don't remember if they. Oh my god! Yeah, I know that like... you're talking about how Russ is washed, and we can agree on that. I feel like none of people are talking about whether or not Sean Payton can actually. <laughs> he can't. He can't. None of people there's, bring that up. There's. He's. I think he's just getting a check. Yeah, he Yo, might be. They. I mean, I just don't understand how you fire Nathaniel Hackett. You know, before the worse. year is over, and you don't. There's no way that you look at what Hackett was doing last year, and you don't say we can't. We have to fire. <laughs> I tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was actually during the Denver game that they won against Chicago, and I tweeted out that the Hackett Broncos are better than the Peyton Broncos, and I firmly believe that. Yeah. I mean, at least the Hackett Broncos play defense. Yeah. <laughs> at least they play defense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clear and obvious. Uh, I'm going Green Bay here. 45 is the total. Now, this actually tripped me up a little bit because I would love to never take an under with Denver. But I'm not 100% certain that Jordan Love and his offense is going to utilize what Denver gives them all the way to existence. I think, I think it's, it's a game manager a spot. Ugly game. They're, they're going to tell Love, don't turn it over, be smart with it. And I do think getting Aaron Jones back is going to help the ground game. I see more of a time of possession type of game from Green Bay. Yeah, I think they get a lead early. I think they score early. They get a lead, and they just worry about maintaining the lead rather than growing the lead. They'll wait for Russ to do something stupid. They'll win the turnover battle, and they'll win. Yeah. That's why I look at 45. Give me under 45. I'm not afraid. That's how I feel. All right. Glad we agreed there. Los Angeles Chargers. They're coming to a real team at a real football field to play the Kansas City Chiefs With extra and a rest. real quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. It's Thursday night compared to Monday night. They have extra rest as well. Yes, the Chiefs do have extra rest, way extra rest. Yep. Mine is five and a half. Total actually dropped four points from 52 to 48. I mean... The argument is the Chiefs can't score. Yeah, but... We have a huge disparity in coaching matchup. I think the disparity between quarterbacks is larger than people want to admit. Because I I, I constantly see people trying to put Justin Herbert in the same tier as Patrick Mahomes. And I'm trying to tell you, they're apart. It may not be light years apart, but they're apart. 
I haven't, I haven't seen that comparison for a while. I'm not sure if Herbert's even in the second tier. I think that's a bigger discussion. I, I don't think he's that Mahomes good in a tier all. by himself, so I can just differentiate Mahomes from everybody else. But if you're looking if, at like Hertz and Josh Allen, and I don't have Herbert there. If if Herbert was in the Mahomes tier, they would have won that game against Dallas by 20. Yeah. Even with a bad coach. Yeah. I mean, is there anything? Is there any? I'm never going to take charges, but is there any reason that can make me take charges here? The only argument would be if the Chiefs either play down to competition or if Andy Reid goes for gadget plays on third down every time and they fall short. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I do think this defense is really good. Chargers defense has gotten better as the season has gone on, but it's still not a great unit by any means. The Chiefs, the issue they have with this team is that they've pivoted from being this high-octane 35-plus points per game team to a relatively boring a team where they're going to win with their defense and through Mahomes making some good plays every now and then going through some long drives to score. The argument is, are the Chiefs going to score enough to cover? Like if they score 27 points, is the, 24 points, is that enough to cover? Probably, but I think that's where most people have the Chiefs ceiling at for this game, being uh, around 24, give or take. That's really the main issue. Kansas City's offense with a lack of actual pass catchers besides Kelsey have been a bit underwhelming. But I do think looking at this overall spot, I got to go with Kansas City. It's in Arrowhead. It's a division game. You have extra rest. You're playing outdoors, which also is a problem because the Chargers, of course, play in a dome. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here too. I think it will be a one-possession game late. It might be a similar story to that Cowboys-Chargers game we just saw. Herbert has the ball, shot to potentially tie the game, and he falls short. So that's how I'm looking at it. Give me the Chiefs by seven. It's just, I think the, I think the Chargers hang around, but I'm not picking them to make enough plays late to cover. And I'm on the. I don't. Th- I don't think the Chiefs are going to route, but I. I don't think this is going to be in doubt at all. I mean, I think this is clearly a touchdown game here. Get, yeah, give me the Kansas City Chiefs. We're rolling chalk in this one. I'm on the under though, because Kansas City's not built to play in these high scoring games anymore. Yeah, and their defense is too good. Like good. their defense is too good. They don't even need to be in high scoring games. Like, yeah. That that's what happens when you have a good defense finally. So shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Last game on the slate. Miami Dolphins on the road. Going to the city of Philadelphia to play Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are laying two and a half. Open up at four. Fifty-one and a half is the total. That was at 49 and a half. However, I will say I distinctly remember seeing a 52 on that total at one point. So it has bought back down half a point. I got 52 on the banner, so I, d- I did see a 52 right before we went live. I think that I think that is just that easy, and we just go Philly. Are we going to have a fun primetime game for once? On paper, this I mean, looks fun. I mean, I would say still take the under. I'm not taking the over at 52. Yeah, I, I say still take the under. I think you're still – I mean, we could still get some fun, and it – come you know go under this total but i mean i really the thing that kind of sealed it for me was Jalen ramsey practicing <laughs> because he had a really bad season last year and he could actually like hinder this team more but this defense already wasn't that good and that secondary already wasn't well Devonte smith might not play so it's a question of who's going to be guarding who they picked up oh, yeah. julio jones which means nothing to me at all 
Yeah, no, it's still it's still Dallas Goddard's, and it's still going to be you know. Well, you said for Ramsey. I'm just saying, like he's going to guard who? Zacchaeus? Oh yeah. Uh, mm. You're saying they don't have like a lot of great wide receiver depth in Philly. Yeah, not at this at this point in time, especially with oh. plays Watkins on IR as well. Yeah, I think Watkins is good anyway, but yeah, that's fair too. Here. I want to mention the weather for this game though, because the total is very high. Weather's not great. Uh, the wind is supposed to be between uh, 10 and 15, gusts around 20. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. You're going to see a decent amount of wind. So we'll see if that factors in. But I am going to the under in this game. I like Miami in the spot. You said really? I do. I actually like Miami in the spot. But I'll let you make your case. For what, makes, what makes you like Miami? I just think it's pretty funny that Philly complained about their secondary. And their response was to sign Julio Jones. And they're against Miami who have Tyreek Hill and Waddle, and I just think that Philly's secondary is in shambles. So, yeah, but Miami's secondary is just as bad. Like, I think Philly is, like, sixth worst, and I think Miami's, like, seventh worst. You can make an argument that it's pretty even, but I do think looking at this overall spot, I'm just – I think Miami's very alive to win this. So I'm going to go with Miami money line. I think it's a coin flip game, and I'll take the high-octane passing offense to torch a bad secondary. Uh – the See, Dante's I have injury this... gives me concerns about Philly's passing offense. AJ Brown should eat, like no way around it. But Hurts last week was not great. And I know Philly wants to establish the run. I just think there's some opportunities for Miami to exploit this defense. I think that when you look at the teams that the Buffalo Bills beat by 28 points, they beat the Raiders, they beat the Commanders, and they also beat the Dolphins, all by 28 points. I have a theory that this Dolphins team actually really isn't that good, and they're just really, really fun to watch, and they've been beating up on a bad, a lot of bad teams, so they look a lot better than what they are. But, I mean, there's a thought that if this team actually plays competition, they very much will lose the game. And... While that Miami and Buffalo game was fun for a half, it got really, really ugly really, really quickly. I don't think many people are talking about it. And then what do they do after that game? Oh, they go beat up on the New York Giants and they go, you know, beat up on the Carolina Panthers. Like, I I mean, who is this team really played? They played the Chargers, the Patriots. The, yeah. To be fair, I don't know. Who I don't the think Eagles they're that good. Played. Who have the Eagles played? They played the Patriots. Yeah. They played the Vikings. They played the the Bucks on the road, I'll give them. That's a good win. I don't know how good Tampa is, but still, that's a pretty good win. Uh, beat the Commanders, okay. That game was close. They probably should have lost yeah. that game. If you, if you think McClure was inbounds, they should have lost that game. Beat the Rams, I don't think they're very good. And they lost to the Jets. So, you make an argument both these teams might be overrated. Yeah, but I've also not seen Philly just straight up get demolished by a good team. And that's ultimately what it is for me. I, just, I have a running theory that this Miami team is actually not that good. And they possibly when they get somebody that's just as good as they are, if not better than they are, they get punched in the mouth. My and pushback I think is I don't know how good Philly is. That That's my point, but I get I get what you're saying. But I know how good that Philly defensive line is and that front seven is, and I think that that's really going to give Tua some problems, and he's not going to have the time in the pocket to let his you know talented receivers streak all the way downfield and get all these big plays. Like I think he's really going to be rattled. And that's what how the Bills beat him. They got the Tua. He wasn't able to let the play develop as much as he wanted to. And they settled for two to three big plays instead of five to seven. So 
I think Philly is actually that defensive front is actually going to help them limit some big plays and make that secondary look slightly better than what they are, even though I think they're trash. And Miami has a bad secondary, and I think Jalen Hurts is decent enough where he can be able to take exploit that, even though I think Jalen Hurts is taking a step back and his offense is take, taking a step back as well. Ultimately, I'm not really as high as everybody, as a lot of other people on the Eagles, but I think they're better than his Miami team. So I'll take, I, I feel pretty confident in Philly minus two and a half, actually. I think it's a spot, once again, where I'm going to take the value. It's plus money on what I view as being a borderline coin flip game. I'm not telling you Miami's going to come out here and bury Philly and Philly, but I think they're pretty alive to win it. Uh, you willing to show bet this one? No, because I, I once again, I think it's a coin flip game. I don't feel confident about the Dolphins winning. I just think that this oh, line, well. I don't think the Eagles should be two and a half. I, I think that, I mean, if you if you believe in the three-point home field advantage, that well, means Miami's you know they say half a point and a half. better. What? You say, well, you know they say now it's two and a half. Like it is used it now to be it's three. Half? Okay. Yeah, they say it's two and a half now. So, okay, I, I wasn't aware. I didn't get the memo that they moved it down half a point. But yeah, the point is, it's basically a pick em on a neutral. I can see that. Like, yeah. okay, so I view it as a pick em. I think the lines. I think the lines pretty accurate. Yeah, give me Philly. All right, lock, lock and dog. Let's see here. I mean, I really, really, really want to lock up. I really, really want to fade Russ, but. Locking up Jordan Love is concerning. It's dangerous. It very much is. Even though I do think it is locking, I'm probably going to bet it. Let's I see. You'd just be taking the cheap. All right. No, nah, let's do this. Let's do this. Give me Pittsburgh plus three. That's my lock. For obvious reasons, I've gone over why Tomlin is so good as a dog. And for my dog, give me the Cardinals first half. Plus 210. They've been pretty decent in the first half. They've been really competitive. Let's say the Cardinals in a spot where the Seahawks think that they're going to get up, punch them in the mouth early in the game and really put the pressure on them. And then Seattle has to come back win and probably win by three. So, yeah, give me the Cardinals plus 210 in the first half. Pittsburgh plus three. Over to you. I mean, I did say if you want the Cardinals, take them in the first half. So that is my blessing. Uh, For me, for the lock in this one, it's going to sound a bit contrarian, but I do think it's a pretty good play. I, I like the under in this Chiefs-Chargers game at 48. I just think this number's too high. Chargers offense has not exactly been great. Mike Williams got hurt, and you're looking at who's been trying to step up. Palmer, okay. Johnston's done nothing, and he was expected to be a pretty solid rookie out of TCU. Career's still young, but I'm saying he definitely has not contributed anything to this offense. And you expect Staley to do something stupid. They're going to have a pretty long scoreless drive on a fourth down failed conversion. We see it at least twice a week. As for the Chiefs, this team is a defensive first team. And offensively, they might score some points, but they take a ton of time off the clock. And I do think 48's too high outdoors in in Arrowhead in the middle to late October. Give me the under 48. I think 48's too high for this game. And the public will love the over because of Herbert versus Mahomes. And I just think it's going to be fool's gold. So give me the under 48 as my lock. And for my dog, yeah, give me Tomlin. I'm taking Tomlin money line at plus 136. It's Tomlin off a bye against a Rams team that I really don't think is that good. And I think Pittsburgh's defensive line eats. So give me the Steelers money line as my dog. All right. I like it. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, Scott? Not really. Uh, looking forward to the games once again. Looking forward to the Thursday night game as well tonight. 
Hopefully, I end up beating you, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we each make money in DFS. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the NFL week. Yeah, uh, worst of luck to you. I'm say that. And... I didn't want to ask you. I was going to wait till all fair, but I know the WNBA season's officially over. We're going to do a wrap-up show. Not sure when, but if you do want our final thoughts on the series, it'll be some point relatively soon. Yeah, for the most part, relatively soon. Probably not yeah. night. I'm about to go watch some football. There's no rush. But... Once again, there's no games for months, but we're going to have an episode <laughs> to wrap that up. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it definitely before NBA starts because we got to lock all the way in in NBA. It's here next week. We're going next week, so we'll have that wrap-up for WNBA this upcoming days. Other than that, I mean, for the zero people that are watching us live right now, you can't do anything. But I know you will be coming to watch us live later on YouTube, so make sure you like the video on the way out. And if you're getting your podcast wherever you get them, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Drop a touchdown score and your YouTube username in there so you can be entered to win that $50 SGPN gift card. Now that's it. I have nothing else to say. Nothing else. Do no other way of ending the podcast. Just gonna end it like this. Who that? We out of here. 